Hey Cubs fans, and welcome to a brand new edition of Cubs on I am Ron Luce, joined tonight by Juice Man himself. Juice, how you doing, buddy? Cubs walk it off, baby. We're talking about a Dodgers sweep. How are you feeling right now? Yeah, um, I think Cody made a good bet going into the series, but uh, yeah, they won all three. Um, awesome to uh, see them sweep a team like that, They're rolling three pitchers like that. Uh, I didn't expect that the way they were playing going into the series, but now you flip it and you start to look, you know, at the back half of May and see eh, a lot of winnable games here. Let's see if we can get on a run. So yeah, great series. Maybe we start looking back at this three game set against, you know, the world champions like, Hey, maybe this is the kicker. Maybe this is the turning point in your 2021 season. Yeah, exactly. Maybe this is what the Cubs needed. And for those that are tuning in, whether that be via live, via podcast, what have you, we are talking about a Cubs walk off when the Do- or the Cubs walk off against the Dodgers. Six to five in this one. It took 11 innings, but we finally, finally got there. Uh, Anthony Rizzo with the walk off single that ends this one and it completes the sweep. As we mentioned, obviously, yesterday, if you joined us for the show, Joe and Cody recap the doubleheader, which the Cubs also obviously swept. Uh, and then now Juice and I are here for the series finale. And Juice, uh, let, let, let's take everyone through this one real quick because it, it got pretty exciting. Uh, most of this game was kind of you know, a pitching duel. The first three innings, nothing going on. Adbert Alzale, I think it's a great place for us to start. He looked absolutely fantastic tonight, just dealing, doing whatever really he wanted to do. He made Mookie Betts look silly twice Kang him both times. Uh, five innings officially for him. He was charged with the two runs, um, obviously, in this one. Three hits. Only one walk, though, and seven strikeouts for Adbert Alzley. It feels pretty good to see him go out and do that against a very potent Dodgers lineup. Yeah, you're seeing the evolution of a young arm here. And, you know, the Cubs in the recent, uh, recent time here haven't been able to develop some starting pitching. But um, as this kid keeps taking the ball every fifth day. It seems like he gets better and better. Like you said, um, that slider is just something that I think is just, it's taken so many strides over the last couple, you know, starts we've kind of seen in the beginning when he was struggling, he wasn't able to locate it, but now he's got that, you know, that 95, 93, 95 plus fastball. And then that just wipeout slider that seems to be, you know, something that he can lean on. And now that he's got two pitches, it's, it's, uh, it's really keeping the hitters off balance. And uh, yeah, no, I love what I see out of him. Uh, I, in our pre-show, you know, for the, um, the season, when we talked about, you know, our predictions, I think uh, we were uh, talking about him and I, I actually predicted he was going to be the Cubs second best pitcher by mm-hmm. the end of this thing. And that bet looks pretty damn good right now. I know uh, I didn't put any mayonnaise chugging on it, but uh I did say, you know, in the beginning of uh, the season that this is this kid's got the stuff to make some some strides throughout the season, and he really has. He's been really, really solid over the last two starts, and there's that's nothing to you know bat an eye at with that lineup that they threw out there tonight. I know they don't have Belly, but I mean that, that Dodger lineup. There's no there's no quit in it. You know, even no. guys like you know Max Muncy's in that line. He killed us this whole series, and uh, yeah, it's. Uh, it's been uh, put a hot sauce chug on it. Yeah, you know what? what how we how do we gauge that though? You know that's yeah. that's my question. You know, do we do we talk about you know wins losses? We talk about ERA here, or wins above replacement. What we'll to figure that out? But I'm down for uh, a, a hot sauce chug on it. I'm I'm in. I'm all in for that. It, I, I swear that. by by the end of this, 
Cubs on tap are just going to be battered and bruised by the end oh, of it. Oh, absolutely. We just keep making these bets and they, they keep telling us to shove it. Well, and, and so for anybody that is tuning in and maybe doesn't know what we're referring to right now, I think anybody that's for the most part tuning in on Twitter that follows Cubs on tap should know the storyline, <laughs> but um so Cody and I did the show on Sunday uh, with Joe. Joe had to jump off early. And Cody and I were talking about this this Dodgers series. We were previewing Monday's game. Obviously, it was rained out, became a doubleheader on Tuesday. But, yeah, you know, we were just talking about it. And we were hoping the Cubs wouldn't get just absolutely demolished. We were hoping they wouldn't get swept. We were like, hey, take one in this series at least. Weather the storm. You're going to have the Dodgers' three best pitchers most likely. Like We we were ready for it. And 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 something worth mentioning here from our guy, Kozuna77, first comment in the night. You know, Kershaw, Bauer, and Bueller are all wins, which I agree, unbelievable indeed. But, you know, so we're, we're, we're sitting here talking, and, and Cody just casually throws it out there and says <laughs> – I will eat an entire jar of mayonnaise if the Cubs sweep the Dodgers. And I told him, and there's a video out there. If you haven't seen it, ladies and gentlemen, go check it out. It's at Cubbies on tap, C-U-B-B-I-E-S on Twitter. Go check out the video. I think it was actually, ironically, Cody that posted it today too. Hey, he did. But he said, <laughs> he said, I told him, I said, hey, man, I was like, you better be careful with that because I did the same thing. I told people to keep the receipts too. I said, I'm going to go – I if Justin Fields becomes a Chicago Bear, I will run a sprint down my street in nothing but compression shorts. I'm going to wear a tank top because I don't want to get – you know, my neighbor's calling for like public indecency or something here. But sure. run down in some compression shorts, chase it with a shot of Malort. <laughs> Guess what happened? I went and bought Malort this weekend because <laughs> – I owe a video to everybody. And I told him, I said, be careful because the world has a weird way of saying, oh, you don't want to do something that you don't want to do. Watch this, you son of a bitch. It's exactly what I said <laughs> in the video. And this is exactly what happened. Cody not joining us tonight, obviously, for this one. Um, yeah, you got to get him. Got to get his stomach right. You know, that's, that, that's a lot of mayo, man. I was, that is a I was, lot of mayo. I was telling dude. him off air uh, via text, like, hey, man, you, you jumping on with us because I think a lot of people who are sitting in here expected. Cody to be on here tonight, just spoonful and mayonnaise for the whole episode. But uh, he will be on. Some, was it tomorrow at five? And, uh, uh, tomorrow, yeah. Some, well, tomorrow's an off day, so yeah. Um, but Friday's show is a day game, and usually for the Friday day games, work schedules, you know, and and things like that with our so Cubs on tap. Crew, okay, it's probably gonna be me and Cody. So to those that are watching and have been listening tonight, and listen to this as a podcast, if you want to watch that. Uh, we're going to convince Cody to do it live somehow, some way we're going to find a way to get there. Cody is, is doing it live. And our friend Garrett from Iowa here, uh, minus 150 odds on Cody puking. That is probably really fair. I almost hope he's like, he's got it. Can he like, I think he's got it. Can we like, let him at least like maybe mix it with like hot sauce or something make it like a spicy mayo? I feel like that's a little more bearable than just straight up mayonnaise. Like, I, I think, I think that each, each spoonful just tastes like victory though. Hey man, three against that that three those three starting pitchers, it 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 won't taste good. I'll tell you that. But hey, they won three against those starting pitchers, and and obviously, you know that's <laughs> Cody's a man of his word. You know, like you said, the the world has a way of uh, not forgetting, right? You know, that's the oh, it sure does. people don't don't people don't forget. You know, that's the but um we'll uh it, it'll be it'll be funny to watch him and and we'll uh. Minus one fifty five. I think Cody's. I don't think he's gonna puke. I think he's gonna make it. I think we'll we'll we'll, we'll lean the odds for Cody not puking. Um, we'll lean him at about plus one ten. That way, there's a little bit of a boost there. It's not just flat money at plus yeah. one hundred. 
I think on the other end, though, we can say like minus one hundred and five. Like it's going to be close. Like it's it's a it's a toss up. But it's I think Cody can do it. It's a lot of mayo. Dude. It's a lot of mayo. Oh, it's so bad. But you know, we'll we'll look forward to that when the time comes through. For those that were coming on tonight to to you know witness that, we uh, we apologize. But quickly for anybody that didn't hear you know or see this game, uh, just taking you quickly through it. Two runs that Advert uh, ultimately gave up. Uh, Gavin Lux doubled that scored Chris Taylor all the way from first base in the fifth, as well as a Max Muncy solo home run in the fourth. Got it done for the Dodgers early. Jake Marisnik, flow bro number one. Love Jake Marisnik. Uh, he homered his fourth of the season with Duffy on base. A, a guy that we're going to bring up here in just a minute being Matt Duffy. Um, that tied it. Unfortunately, a will, very deep Will Smith sack fly uh, with the bases juiced scored. Uh, Corey Seager. Um, thankfully, though, the Cubs got out of it with no more damage done. Javi beat out a, a, a essentially a ground out, um, which should have been an inning-ending double play. It wasn't. Uh, that scored Jock Peterson, and that tied it at three apiece in the bottom of the eighth. And then this is where things got fun, ladies and gentlemen, because then top of the tenth. And this is something I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna chuck in here real quick. Our, our, our buddy here, Joe Maris. Let's go, guys. Biggest play of the game, the relay to get Turner. And I agree because in the 10th, the Dodgers challenged the play because what happened? Max Muncy doubles. I think everybody had it in their gut that Muncy was going to be the one to kill the Cubs somehow. Gavin Lux scored pretty easily, but Justin Turner was thrown out at home on an incredible relay from Javier Baez and just a perfect throw to get him at the plate. A nice job all around. That gets the job done. The Cubs, you know, only allow one, which is incredible because then we thought I, I think everybody, let's be straight up. I thought every I think everybody thought that Jock Peterson was walking that thing off with that sack fly. Ultimately, though, it at least ties the game, forces an eleventh. Of course, the Dodgers have to score again. The force out, a really weird play. Anthony Rizzo thinks he touches first. He didn't. Javi throws it down to second. He should have thrown it back. Big confusion all around between those two. Um so unfortunately, that's you know it was just a lost cause. Dodgers score to make it five four, but then again, Matt Duffy comes through. Wilson Contreras on that's a single that scores Contreras, and then with two guys on, Anthony Rizzo gets a ball through the left side of the infield and walks this thing off. So quite an incredible game. But a guy that uh, we want to bring – I sh- actually want to bring up, Juice, and get your thoughts on a little bit is Matt Duffy because Matt Duffy's just had such a nice season. And lately he's been so good. He's been hitting over 300. His on-base percentage is fantastic. He doesn't slug a lot, but he doesn't have to in this lineup. He's just doing everything that, again, we talked about in the offseason that this Cubs team just needed. They needed that contact bat. They needed that guy that just got on base and took walks. And that's exactly what Matt Duffy is. So kudos to Derek, uh, to David Ross for just continuing to play him because, you know, he's been sensational and filmmaker 12 in our comments here, Duffy for leadoff. You know what? If you have, honestly, he's, he's probably the best guy in this lineup right now in terms of skill set that's set to lead off besides maybe a guy like an Ian Happ or maybe a Nico Horner. But Juice, I mean, what do you think, A, about Matt Duffy in general, but B, what do you think about him being potentially a leadoff hitter going forward for this team? Well, I think it's a breath of fresh air in a lineup that you have a lot of guys who are, are very similar in terms of their offensive production. You know, I, I think uh, it's really understated how the Cubs hitters that we've seen around here, your Anthony Rizzo's, your Javier Baez, your your Wilson Contreras. And, and I mean, I, I shouldn't – maybe I shouldn't group Anthony Rizzo in that, but it seemed like for forever your guys like Schwarber, Baez, Willie were always – 
susceptible to unable to put the ball in play in big moments. I think the biggest thing that guys like Duffy and Marisnik bring to this team is the fact that they they put the ball in play. You know, and that's something that I think we've harped on this podcast, moving runners, you know, making things happen, you know, maybe not hitting the ball, you know, right on the nose all the time, but you know, you're, you're giving it that chance to, for something to happen in the field. Absolutely. You know, that's the, that's what's really missed in this, in today's game, isn't it? I mean, it's the, the yeah. strikeout numbers are real high. You know, there may be 15 no hitters this year it, with the way that these numbers look early on, because mm-hmm. it's crazy how, how the strikeout numbers, the averages are, are way down, but Looking at what Matt Dovey does for this team is he's so damn good at just putting the bat on the ball, you know, and that's something that this lineup has really lacked. You know, when they were going good and they had guys like like Ben Zobrist, you know, who Absolutely. who were able to just work the ball and and make things happen by just putting it in play. And it's good to have a guy like that. Now for for leadoff, I I love what Ross has been doing with you know the lineups as a late. You know, I we talked about it on this podcast a couple weeks ago. I am not the prototypical one leadoff hitter guy. You know, if you play the numbers on who has a hot bat and a guy who can do it, and and right now Matt Duffy is is doing that. So I would have no problem right now putting him up in that slot to because he is he's getting on base, he's drawing walks, he's he's making things happen, and that's what you want out of a leadoff hitter. With that said, too. I, I do think that in a lot of ways this is maybe a little flash in the pan and, and just a good stretch of baseball. And I think that that's what happens with leadoff hitters. You know, mm-hmm. in, in terms of what this Cubs team has, they don't have the prototypical leadoff guy. So that's why I'm more I'm more on the side of play the matchups, play who's hot, who's not at the given time. And they can go that route because you just don't have a guy that you can say you're slotted in here. Yeah. And that just really doesn't exist anymore, to be honest with you. Yeah. And well, and like you said, I mean, this year alone, I think is a perfect example of how MLB baseball in general is changing because the league average right now for batting average is like 233. I think it's like an all time low. It's, it's been a really weird, you know, it's been a really weird season if we're being entirely honest here. And, sure. and a lot of good comments here, ladies and gentlemen, you know, everybody that is commenting, please, we're, we're not ignoring you. I promise that these are all really good comments. Some of them coming in almost too fast for <laughs> us to even process, but a couple of interesting one here that I want to share. So Joe Balding said, Marisnik led off lead off Horner Duffy and then into the power guys. Not an awful idea. I mean, Marisnik consistently putting together good ABs. I think that's the key maybe in today's day and age too, because, uh, and then I'll get to this other comment that kind of sets this up from our boy K Fids setting the table, moving the line, super valuable in the three outcome game. Absolutely. Yep. agree there too, because like it, it really feels like right now, the way that this Cubs lineup is, is shaping up is they're able to manufacture runs so much more. Right. And, and I feel like now the key to being like a good leadoff guy or a good setup guy in terms of like a bat in the lineup is you just got to have good at bats. Like yeah. those are the guys right now that you want in the like leadoff spot and things like that. And I mean, Duffy takes great at bats. Nico Horner takes great at bats. Chris Bryant's been taking great at bats, but obviously that's a guy you, you want him in. Yeah. You want him in your three, four, five, or even your two versus your one. I think we've all seen that experiment. Sure, you know, he was hurt when he was trying to experiment at whatever, take it for what 2020 was. But yeah, I just don't want that at bat right now agreed. in that slot. I that's Absolutely. And, and I know he could do it. It's just a matter of Absolutely. keep him keep him in that that power alley. Yeah. 
And I don't, I don't mind what Ross is doing either in terms of Me trying neither. different guys. You know what I mean? Like giving Jock Peterson a look in that spot. Maybe he can get going. You never know if that maybe ignites sure. him. You get a guy like Ian Happ up there. Every once in a blue moon, you see a Wilson Contreras or you see an Anthony Rizzo, which obviously Anthony, greatest leadoff hitter of all time. <laughs> am I right? You know, Tony, two, two chains repping the shirt today. But like it, it's been really nice to see that like these guys just put together really nice at bat. So I wouldn't mind if Matt Duffy maybe got a game or two in the leadoff spot. You know, make it a rotational spot if you feel like you have to. Nico, I think, is a guy that could get up there, um, you know, as well and, and do some damage. And even Marisnik, I wouldn't mind seeing Jake Marisnik take a game in the leadoff spot because, again, just guys that put together such solid at bats, uh, which y- you have to love. And, and another thing, too, our guy here, Scott C from Iowa. Ross, uh, you know, the aggressive base running needs to continue. I agree. I had a lot of that. Hashtag stealing is cool and tough. Or tough and cool. <laughs> yes, it is. It is cool and tough. It is cool and tough. You know, because like this team just feels so much different, right? You, we we harped on it in the offseason. Like, holy shit, this team needs a different look. They need to just be more balanced in the lineup. They had so many power strikeout type guys. You know, what do you do? Well, they bring in Jock and everybody's like, well, Jock's still kind of that guy, which is kind of true. And obviously he's been cold to start the regular season after absolutely teasing the hell out of all Cubs fans in spring training. But, you know, but you're starting to see some of these guys now, you know, that are, are able to come up and, and manufacture runs. And even the big guys, look at KB manufacturing runs. Look at Anthony Rizzo doing it. You know, Nico Horner is a perfect example. Again, two dudes that we've talked about extensively. Matt Duffy and Jake Marisnik are doing it. So this lineup, and they're willing to steal. And they have guys that can steal. Like, everybody's got a decent amount of speed for the most part. Obviously, Javi can steal. KB can absolutely steal. Hell, we've seen Rizzo steal bases. You know, Duffy's ran really well this year. Nico runs really well. Marisnik runs incredibly well. That dude is so freaking fast. It's unbelievable. <laughs> so, like, it's kind of refreshing to see Ross utilize some of these guys' speeds. And like, hey, we're just going to test people. Because really, in, in general, in the major leagues, unless you're one of those, like, hey, I – I pride myself on stealing over 25 bases a season type guys. You don't see a ton of like strategic stealing, I guess, for lack of a better term. And that is something that Ross has done extensively. So juice, you know, what do you, I mean, do you love it just as much as I do watching him, you know, send these guys on double steals and stuff? I do. I think that's one of the more understated plays of the night. And that's a great catch by Scott. That comment you just pulled up there because you know, if Duffy doesn't swipe that bag, none of this happens. You know, it, it's it's uh, it, it's good to see aggressiveness. And I thought for the last couple years, they were a little less aggressive on the base paths than, you know, your previous 2016 team. You remember in 2016, they were so damn good at going from first to third. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, that's something that was never uh, understated. You know, they were great at running the bases. I think that you know, two of the most things in baseball that that we undervalue is defense and running the bases. You know, everybody talks about the long ball and the starting pitching and your relievers coming out who throw, you know, one-on-one to shut the game down. But, mm-hmm. you know, the easy things you can control is, you know, putting a lineup out there. And I think that's the most understated thing about what's going on with this Cubs, you know, team as of right now. They've yeah. put a great defensive lineup out there as well behind these pitchers for these last three games. You know, they've – They've had some, some you know, errors and some some uh, uh, some mess ups in the field. But with that said, they save a lot of runs too. I mean, the the whole going back to you know the comment pulled from from Joe Maris, you know the the relay understated, you know stealing bases, the little things. And you know this team, maybe 
doesn't have the talent that, you know, the Dodgers have or, Mm -hmm. you know, the top echelon teams in the MLB right now. But if you keep doing those little things that this division isn't going anywhere, you know, it's going to be there for the taking. So if you keep, keep up doing those little things, keep going, you know, making sure that you're going first to third, take the extra bag, you know, make sure you're preventing runs in the field. That's what adds up to a team that maybe isn't the most talented, Mm-hmm. beating teams like the Dodgers and sweeping them three in a row. So it was great to see you know, them come out and play some really complimentary baseball for what was needed to get wins because that's the theme for this whole series, right? You did what you had to do to win. In the first game, You know, obviously, uh, Clayton Kershaw didn't really have his best stuff, so you sat back and you made sure you didn't get out of his way. You, know, you, let, him yes. drop the, you let him drop the tray of, uh, of goodies on his way to the table. Yeah. Um, your second game, you know, you did what you had to do to win an extra innings. And tonight you just never quit. And I think that that's something going back to the Cubs in 2015, that was their motto. That was something that they, you know, hung their hat on. And I'm hoping that this series and these back-to-back, you know, walk-off wins are something that can propel that team and remember, Hey, you know, we got a lot of talent on this roster. You got a Mm -hmm. lot of guys who do a lot of good stuff out there. Let's keep this rhythm going, and let's win. So look at the schedule, man. There's a lot of winnable baseball games coming up. The Cubs Absolutely. could go on a 9 out of 10 run here and find themselves at the top of this division real quick with the teams that they have to play recently or in the next couple of weeks, and let's see where it winds up. But they need to keep doing these little things. They absolutely do. And, you know, just to echo a couple of points, like you said, this division isn't going anywhere. The Cubs are now three games back of the first place Go ahead, Juice. You want to take your shot at that awful city, the St. Louis Cardinals? Uh, they're not even worth my my even my breath anymore at this point. <laughs> you know, I, I can't wait until they they play because I'll have a whole rant set and ready to go. Um, but as of recently, I've I've been I've been, you know channeling my Cardinal hate until um, we can get in front of them, you know, for a three game set. I love it. I love it. And let's uh, let's be honest. I think I think Alexa at your place is still. She's still recovering. And, I can't and for- find her. She, I think she's down there again. So when she comes oh, back, boy. we'll have to have another another meeting about what happened down in St. Louis. She, we definitely for some will. reason she, she's she's got a real problem with you know going towards things that are bad for her. Mm. And the, the city of St. Louis is just it's just the thing that keeps drawing her back. I guess. I mean, Juice. So, if we're if we're being honest here, I think we all have things that draw us in that are bad for us. I know I'm yeah, guilty yeah, of that that's, too. That's, so. <laughs> I think that's I think we that's all, fair for anybody. But uh, we all have that. But but no, uh, but I'm channeling that hate. Absolutely, man. And to to echo your point, right? Like the Brewers have not been playing their best baseball as the last few games. The Cardinals are being the Cardinals, of course. They always are. So find a way to hover around the top of the division. But again, the Cubs at one game under 500 are three games back of the division lead. This, this division is going to be like this all season long. It's going to just continue to be a clusterfuck. Everybody's going to be really close together. And then eventually somebody's going to probably have that eight, you know, eight out of 10 type stretch to maybe pull away a little bit, but you know, everybody else is going to stay close. And then to your point about the schedule, you got the off day tomorrow, which let's be honest, I think they, they're going to appreciate, you know, essentially you get yeah. two off days this week because of Monday and you got three with Pittsburgh. You got an off day on Monday. You got two with Cleveland. You got another off day a week from tomorrow. And then you have three in Detroit before yeah. coming home to play 
Kyle Schwarber, John Lester, and the Washington Nationals on our boy Cody Del Mendo's birthday. So it is a very winnable stretch of games. You should beat up on the Pirates, especially if the offense has finally found its groove. You should beat up on the Cleveland Indians. They're not bad, especially, I mean, and let's be honest, if the Cubs run into Shane Bieber, that could be an issue. But outside of that, they just ran, they just ran into Kershaw, Bauer, and, and Bueller, and they still True. won anyway. So True. baseball's weird, right? Baseball I mean, is weird. One minute you're you're thinking that you're 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 only going to win one game of the series. The next minute you're chugging mayo. So I mean, it's it's a matter of <laughs> uh, of baseball's weird. You know, keep doing it the little weird. things, and I think that's the thing that you know I've loved seeing over the course of this series. You know, I'm a big fan of getting on these and recapping each of them with you because it seems like once we round out a series, there always seems to be a certain theme. Mm-hmm. And I think the theme for this is, is you know the Cubs did a lot of great things that we hadn't seen them do. You know, there's a lot of the, there's a lot of times we watch this team fall behind and they, you know, put their heads down and they, they just wallop and they, they don't, they, they just phone in at bats. Right. Yeah. No, that didn't happen at all over this, this series, this stretch of games. So (laughs) Cody already chiming in. Cody's (laughs) chiming in the comments for those that are watching live. If you're listening as a podcast, he says, what a night. And Cody has revived the Chicago Cubs because he offered to chug to eat mayo. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? This is juice. I I want people to know this is the Cubs on tap difference. We are willing to go to great lengths for our favorite Chicago sports teams. And I think that's very common across all of our podcasts that we have here at the on tap sports network, because we are the official Cubs podcast, but I just wanted to drop that in there, but we do, we go to great lengths. We're here for the grind. We're here for 162. We, we, we refer to it all the time on the show. We're here for the long haul. It's a marathon, not a sprint. That 60 game sprint bullshit like last year, dead and gone. All right. Channel your, your 2008 vibes with TI and Justin Timberlake dead and gone. All right. <laughs> it is now 162. It's a marathon. You got to do what you got to do to win ball games. And, Cody Del Mendo speaking it into the universe that he was going to eat an entire jar of mayonnaise. Maybe is just what the Cubs needed to sweep the Dodgers. You never know. And, and also guaranteed it's either a Nick Castellanos drop for you or a T.I. So yes. That's, yes. That is played yes. In, a, in every Cubs on tap. So very 100%. on brand for you. Very on brand. Um, yeah, so I, was gonna I say, saluted that and don't think it didn't go unnoticed. Oh yeah, no. And for those all that don't, that don't know, um, if you're ever at a bar with me and Touch Tunes is there and whatever you like by Ti comes on, just look at me because it's going to be me who played it. But and if it's not me who played it, that person deserves a beer on me because mm-hmm. good for them for playing it. But and yes, Nicholas Castiano drops. I still miss Nick. Um, let's just put that out there and speak it into the universe. We'll get that one out of the way. But. You know, I mean, kind of refocusing here, just like we were talking about it. Obviously, this is fun for us, you know, a big sweep like this. And, in you know, we and a lot of great interaction, too, in our comments so far. Thank you for everybody that's chimed in. Obviously, we've tried to address as many of them as possible. Um, you know, a few people mentioning, um, you know, when when things come together, our guy Kozuna, 77, you know, when it comes together with Nico Hapjock, this lineup's going to have the potential really taking off. And then he adds a lot of grind and power potential. And I agree. And that and that's something new, right, Juice? Kind of maybe this is kind of I'll, – I'll, I'll use this as my last thought on this one because uh, – um, you know, I, I want to give you obviously some some time to talk about this thing too. But the grind aspect, I think, of this Cubs lineup is what's so unique about this 2021 team because you mentioned it, right? We're, we're so accustomed to the the power and the strikeouts, and yeah, they'll walk and they'll go first to third. But like, 
they were very one dimensional in that essence. Like you, you knew exactly what the Cubs were. Like they weren't manufacturing runs. Like Cody's arm hair was not erect <laughs> eight times a game because they weren't manufacturing runs as often. Well, right. now this team has completely changed the narrative. Yes, they still love the long ball. The guys are still hitting it. KB can still hit rockets. Hobby can still hit rockets. Plenty of guys in this lineup can still hit the ball far. But now guys are just putting together those good at-bats. And then honestly, like if you really think about it, and I know a lot of people, um, I think this is just a good comment to bring up because it's along my point. Uh, Joe Balding on Facebook said in 2016, they had a leadoff hitter. He was referring to when you were mentioning about those teams in the past. But, you know, for the last few years, the, the common denominator that was missing, I think, in that 2016 team, from that 2016 team to 17 and beyond, was kind of David Ross. He was he was really well respected, and I'm not saying oh he's the reason they won. I'm not going to be that big of a meatball right now. Like let's just relax, everybody. But that being said, he did bring a lot of that grind aspect because that was kind of his style as a player. And now that he's infecting, it kind of injecting that into this Cubs team, I think is so huge because now they're playing what you need to win in today's day and age. Because everybody can hit the long ball. Everybody's going to strike out a lot. Everybody knows how to take a walk because guys are either incredibly wild or they just throw disgusting stuff. So it's how do you manufacture those runs? How do you do what Anthony Rizzo did tonight to walk it off and just poke it through that left side of the infield? You know, how do you you know do what David Bodie did to walk it off after last night's second game or yesterday's second game where you know he puts it deep, understanding the situation that he's pretty much just got to get it over their heads because they're playing in because they're trying to avoid that run coming home from third when KB was yep. chilling on third base. So my, my love for this Cubs team might be right behind. If we're talking 2015, 2015 was a fun team in itself, just because that was the up and coming. But if yep. we're talking 16 to now, this 2021 Cubs team might rank right behind that 16 team for me in terms of how much I enjoy watching them play because of this grinding aspect that they brought to the lineup that they haven't had in years past. Yeah, and you know, I th- I think that a little dap to Marquis and, and um, I don't know if it was Jim Deshays or Suddy talking about uh, in 2015 with Starlin Castro and yes. him not running the um, relay throws out or what, it was the rundown play. Mm-hmm. It was uh, they were talking about a rundown play in a rundown practice, and uh, Starlin Castro was just loafing around there, and nobody else on the team got in anybody's face until David Ross was like, "Get the hell off the field." You know, you're, this is why you guys lose, you know, because you guys yeah. don't do the little things. You don't come to show up to to practice every day to put in the work. And I think that, you know, <laughs> I don't I don't want to say that, like, Joe Madden, and I don't want to badmouth him for what happened in 16 because he was a huge part of creating the culture. But I, I take it like, and I'm not going to, I'm not saying that David Ross was like Michael Jordan, but in terms of a leadership, you know, when Mike was on the floor, that's the guy they feared. They never feared Phil or, mm-hmm. you know, the front office or, or anybody, the coaching staff. They feared Mike. Yeah. And a lot of, of what I think that the Cubs did in 2016 was, you know, they, they feared that David would get on their ass, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, you know, you've read, you know, uh, his book. And we, we go back and forth, you know, nerding out about his book because it's something that me and you, you actually convinced me to read it. And, it I was convince a great everybody read. else. I can I, I recommend everybody else read it. Yeah, as well, great read. But the fact of like you really learn a lot about David Ross that I think is behind the scenes in that book, mm-hmm. because out in the in the media, he's dancing with the stars, cubby old man, gramps, 
David Ross. Saturday Night Live. Yeah. All nine. Yeah. You walk into that that clubhouse, and David Ross has the leadership abilities, the um, kind of the grittiness that you know the get in your face attitude. Like, hey man, I know that you're better than this, and I think that the that's something that goes really understated for Rossi. And I I think that. You know, in the beginning, we were talking a lot about how David Ross is having a bad start as a manager in this year. You know, we're well, he's kind of still learning on the job, and but I think that he creates a culture that is sustainable for the future. Now, these players may not be the ones that get us to a World Series, but I think David Ross does a damn good job at creating a cubby culture mm-hmm. that has not been here for years prior, even before he won the World Series, because it's that amount of grit that that level of, of uh, accountability. And I think that's the best word for it because yeah. David knows what it takes to win in the MLB and he's a damn good manager and he knows how to get it out of this group. Absolutely. And I think, you know, I think the only criticism so far really of David Ross might be how he uses the bullpen. But even then, again, not to slander Joe Madden forever. will love Joe Madden until the day I die. He he already feels like he has a better grasp though on this bullpen than Joe Madden maybe ever did. So I think that's something that's you know fairly yeah, little, encouraging. Uh, he's, he's got a little bit fresh. more talent too. I well, think, and I, he's I, fresh, right? Like, yeah. I mean, he's he's a he's not even again. I, I know I brought this up with with you guys here on Cubs on Tap, like when we were doing a show. If we really go by game count, this is like David. We're we're at the halfway point of David Ross's first season. Yeah. yeah. So like. The guy still is kind of feeling himself out. I'm like, still how to manage a ball club? Exactly. So, I mean, I agree with that, man. That that leadership is next level. That grit is something else. That grit is really something this team needed. So, to have him in there and kind of instilling that, uh, kind of like you said, that culture, that attitude within this team. It's completely opposite huge. of what Joe Madden was doing. You know, Joe Madden yeah. was like, you don't have to take BP. You don't have to. You know, that's kind of, you know, a lot of these reporters and a lot of the, the news was that they – these, this team got soft under Madden in a lot of mm-hmm. ways. You know, in the beginning it was, you know, he's he's showing up with the zoo and you can do whatever you want. You're, yeah. you know, freelance, whatever. Figure out – because they had a lot of talent and they didn't have a lot of talent that was scouted either. But now that the league has it out on you, it's now it's time to grind, man. And I think that the yeah. complete, you know, 180 turn from a, a Joe Madden who's very laid back to David Ross, I think, who – can be laid back and a great players coach, but with that said, knows when he needs to get on your ass. Absolutely. And that's something that uh, I I love the job he's doing. And and especially, I think especially with, with going that extra, getting that extra base runner moving, you know, taking extra bags and being aggressive. I think that's something that we can really kind of stamp as uh David Ross's MO on this team, you know, for the future. I think that that's going to be something that, is really in the Cubs' back pocket for for a while here. I think that they're going to be a team that's aggressive on the base pass when not a lot of teams are really anymore. Yep, I agree. And and, and just to kind of echo everything you said, I think that kind of ties perfectly, like you said, into kind of the theme of this series was they really gritted this series out. You know, you were the underdogs coming in, even with the Dodgers struggling, because they're the Dodgers. They're the defending World Series champions. You're facing their three best pitchers. Like, the odds were against the Cubs, and they grinded out – three really hard fought games, maybe not so much that first one, just cause they got up so early, but you know, three really gritty games that you had to grind out and you had to mentally be there and be ready to get through those extra innings. And they did it. 
and now they can go into their off day feeling really good about themselves. As we mentioned, then going on a pretty, you know, I don't want to ever say easy stretch, but a, a very winnable stretch, I think is the perfect way to put it with three against Pittsburgh, two against Cleveland and three against Detroit with two off days mixed in there as well. So guys can stay fresh. So juice, I, I want to quickly turn it right back over to you. Uh, any final thoughts on this game? And then we can go ahead and look forward to Friday. Yeah. I think in the past we've watched teams, the Cubs teams like this get huge series wins and then experience a real quick letdown right after. Don't let the off day sandwiched in. And I think that while it's great that they're going to be able to rest up, I think Mm -hmm. that this is a team that, like, if they could erode it into the next series, maybe you're getting another sweep. Don't let that off day and that rest day get you out of your rhythm or that future, you know, make sure you're staying hungry for that next series because, you know, we said these teams are very beatable, but – they're also playing with house money. You know right. what I mean? It's it's all these guys are fighting for jobs. They're fighting for future contracts. Mm-hmm. Take care of it. You know, go out there and, and take care of that series and start to get on a run. You know, we could really easily get on nine out of 10. We could really, you know, lose eight out of 10 Yeah, by not showing up. So um, my, my advice for, for that team is to get some rest, but keep your mind somewhat on baseball and let's, uh, Let's you know start to snowball this into a win streak. Absolutely, I I love everything you said there. Mentality for this team going forward is going to be everything. You could because, like you said, if you're mentally there, you can win. You know, seven out of nine, eight out of ten. Otherwise, you could lose just the the same amount. My quick two, just two thoughts. I want to just highlight two comments that we didn't get to you, Garrett from Iowa earlier in the show. The captain walking it off on his day off. I I love that. I agree. Yeah. He says hashtag extend Rizzo. Didn't yeah. even think of that. Yeah, comes in comes in in the ninth inning. You know, they insert him into that nine hole. He gets a chance to to win it before, doesn't get it done, but gets it done in the 11th. And then our, our boy K Fitz, uh, unfortunately, there will not be any mayo eating on this recap. Um, yeah. Just to reiterate that story, because that will be fun when the time comes. But um, I'm sure Cody is a, is a man of his word. So no, uh, he'll be. When the time is, that one. Yeah, when the time is coming, we'll make sure there's a little bit of a preview out there so people know when it's coming. But uh, there will be some mayo eating at some point, just unfortunately not on this recap, um, as it is Juice and I, uh, you know, going ahead and wrapping this one up. But yeah, man, I, I mean, let's look forward to this next game because it, it's going to be good. You know, they get an off day and the Cubs are right back at it here at Wrigley Field again because. The Pirates do come to town on Friday for a three-game set this weekend. All games this series will be 120 uh, Central Daylight Time starts. you got to love those Friday 120 starts. I'll be making sure I rep my obvious shirt on that day for Friday 120. Um, the Pittsburgh Pirates will be trotting out Trevor Cahill, Cubs legend. Oh. Uh, he is, yeah. He That's is, a throwback. <laughs> that is a throwback. He is 1-3 on the season with a 740 ERA and 24 Ks to this point, and the Cubs will be trotting out Zach Davies, a guy that they, I'm sure, hope really gets going now. Um, but he is 1-2 on the year, 822 ERA and 17 Ks. Uh, for those that are in the Pittsburgh market, if you are listening to this in the Pittsburgh market, you can listen to the game on KDKA FM 93.7 or watch on AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh. And then obviously the usual suspects for the Chicago market, WRTO 1200, 670 to score to listen, Marquee Sports Network to watch. And then if you are out of market, it will be on MLB Network. So uh, anybody that is potentially listening, 
or just in general, uh, should know that this game will be nationally televised on Friday. So you will be able to watch the juice. I will quickly turn it back over to you, sir, for a little bit of a preview, what you're looking for on Friday, uh, and then a fly the W pick before we get out of here. Yeah, bring the bats, right? This has got the potential to be a, a 16-inch softball game uh, with the way these two pitchers have uh, performed this season. I do hope that uh, Davies can get you know on track. I think that the one kind of concerning point minus um, Jake uh, and, um, you know, obviously Kyle looking good um, the other night or the other day, um, and, and uh, as obviously uh, Elzel, uh, <clears throat> Adbert looking good um tonight is the starting pitching needs to get going you know mm-hmm. i think that that's uh something that's a little bit of a concern for this team and i think it i think the bull kind of starts with you know zach davies being way better than what he's shown and i think he can i think that he's got he's got some good stuff he's just missing with location i think and uh just getting back into that pitch lab and you know making sure he, he tweaks some things to you know get some things going. Um, but with that said, bring the bats. Uh, I like what I've seen out of Javi Baez lately. You know, he's been really solid. Very um, so if, if I'm going to pick a fly, the W player, of the game, I'm going to go with Javi Baez just strictly because uh, I think he's seen the ball. Well, I mean, the fact that he's spitting on that slider away now more often, I know it's, it's not hundred percent now because Javi gets in his, you know, I'm going to swing at this pitch no matter where it's at mode. Um, but with that said, I think he's seen the ball a little better than he did the first 13 games. They showed a graphic on tonight's game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's night and day from what he was doing earlier on in the season. Um, but with that said, bring the bats. Javi Baez is my uh, fly the W pick for the game, and uh, let's see if we can get Davies back on uh, back on track. Yeah, well said, and I'm glad you brought up that graphic because if you didn't, I was going to. So, <laughs> but but you know, to bring up something to kind of piggyback off your point really quick, there, Juice. Uh, there was an article that Tony Andraki wrote uh, for Marquee, and he even made made note of that. You know, for especially Kyle Hendricks and, and Zach Davies, that they're really allowing these catchers, the catchers, to have a lot more say with these guys and what they're seeing. Um, in Davies' last start, I think was the example, ironically. You know, his his two-seamer was kind of running on him a little more than he was hoping. And so Willie was like, hey, why don't you just slide over on the rubber a little bit, and that might help. He did, and it, it did kind of help. So, you know, I think allowing these catchers to have that dialogue, especially – with Walters being incredibly well respected, you know, longtime catcher in Colorado, and and now that Austin Romine went on the sixty day IL today, yeah, we're going to see a lot more of Tony Walters. So it's good having two veteran catchers like that with with Willie and with Walters that can give these pitchers that feedback and they can execute on that feedback. And I agree with everything you said because. For me, I agree. Continue to bring the bats. The bats have been there even in games that they're not putting up huge runs offensively. Like they're still putting together good at bats and things like that. So bring that, keep that going. Don't let that stop. But I agree with you, man. Let's let's let, let's get a good start out of Davies. I'd like to see him go six. I really yep. would. I think if he goes six, that is a huge momentum turn for this rotation because if he can consistently start going five and six, Hendricks consistently goes six. Williams consistently at least goes five, you know, and then we've seen what Jake has already done when healthy as well as, you know, Azale. And then even the kids getting sprinkled in Keegan Thompson was really good yesterday in his start. So, you know, if they can continue that momentum, 
I think there's a lot of good things in this Cubs team's future. So I, I agree with everything you said, Juice. Um, I think my fly the W player, I'm going to go a little bit more of an analytical approach here because, uh, oh, well, nobody's really seen Cahill all that much. Honestly, believe it or not, the guy that's seen him the most uh, by plate appearances is ironically Jake Marisnik, uh, who is two for five against him. I- I'm going to go with the easy choice here. I'm going to ride the MVP. I'm going to ride KB. I mean, he's just so hot. And I, and I I know he loves hitting against Pittsburgh. So like he does. I'm excited to watch him. Just my second, he was my second fly the W. I just Javi, he's, he's just one. he's just hot right now. Javi's hot. Hey, and Javi's another guy too that likes to hit against Pittsburgh. So I mean, you know, he he had that golf swing home run earlier in the season against Pittsburgh. So um, I don't think that's a bad pick at all, Juice. But I'm gonna go KB. You're gonna go Javi. We're gonna get an off day ourselves here at Cubs on Tap. Oh, we'll we need that. Don't. <laughs> we need it. It was like what? It was like 17 straight days. Or it was it was set to be like 17 straight games before an off day if it wasn't yeah. for Monday. So yeah, we've, um, we figured it out though. A <laughs> lot of lot of lot of games, but we got there. Um, so we'll be off tomorrow as well. So make sure uh, if you want to listen to some old episodes, if you want to check out some of our Twitter content, um, or if you want to check out more great ONTAP Sportsnet content, as I mentioned earlier, we are the official Cubs podcast of the ONTAP Sports Network. You can go ahead and check that out at www.ontapsportsnet.com, at ONTAP Sportsnet on social media. That's Twitter, that's Instagram, and that's Facebook. You can find us everywhere. We have great content, both writing and podcasts. We have some video content. You name it, we've got it. Coverage about all your favorite Chicago sports teams. If you're really itching to read some Justin Fields content, we got a lot of good Bears stuff as well. And once again, you can find all of that www.ontapsportsnet.com and at ontapsportsnet. And if you want to follow the official Cubs on Tap accounts, we're at Cubbies, C-U-B-B-I-E-S, on Tap, uh, both on Twitter and on Instagram. I am at Loose on Tap on Twitter. Juice is at Juice on Tap on Twitter. So you can find us all there. And the ONTAP Sports Network, go ahead and check out what's on tap in Chicago sports. Well, Juice, this was a fun one. Cubs walk it off 6-5 against the Dodgers. They complete the sweep. Break out the brooms. Feel good, Cubs fans, going into work tomorrow or talking to your coworkers because the Cubs just swept the reigning World Series champions. And we're going to get out of here with a big old smile. And the only way we know how, let's go, go Cubs. Cubs.